Slice Audio. On this episode of Bounce from the Roadhouse, a sword in a backpack, Betty White is gone. Blackberry phones are gone. A hangover cure, though, and so much more. Of course, we'll end it all with a feel-good moment. Please follow us on Facebook, find Amy and Brandon on the Roadhouse, and TikTok, The Roadhouse Show. And right here, please subscribe, leave us a review, and some stars. Bounce from the Roadhouse! Screw you, 2021. You took Betty yep. White. Yep. What That's a way to end up. the year. It's messed up. You're just scrolling along, doing your thing, and hey, it's New Year's Eve. Let's just do some fun stuff. Betty White's gone. What? Yeah. Womp womp. Just like the whole year. The whole year has been a big womp womp. And I think we just found out like her birthday was- The 17th. Uh, January 17th. She was yeah. going to turn 100? Yeah. Oh, my god. Just shy of three weeks from turning 100 years old. Gar. Oh. What a jerk. What a year. What a year. Well, thanks. Yeah, whatever, 21. See ya. What a way to <laughs> shut the door. Yeah. I say we live 2022 like Betty White would. Yes, exactly. Let's live this year in her honor. In Betty White style. It's going to be the best year ever, don't you oh, think? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. She was so great. Like She was amazing. Now she can look over us and make sure we're all good and we're all laughing all the time. She reminds me a lot of my own grandmother, how she was just funny all the time, always laughing, even Mm -hmm. during the hard times, all the way to the end. And you like didn't even see it coming that she was leaving this earth. Nope, you didn't. Very uh, Betty White-like. Very, like you said, grandma. Very, like that, just very... I don't want to be a burden to anybody. I don't want to be a burden. Yeah. I don't want nothing, but, but I want to make you laugh, and then boom. Yep. Lights up a room. Yep. And I think we owe it all to the hot dog. You have an interesting thing that you credit for, for part of the reason you just live longer and you love life. It's always been a part of your diet. Hot dogs. Oh, yes. Oh, hot, hot dogs. Are the, dogs. Hot dogs are the reason that I'm, I'm 92, you know. <laughs> Hot dogs. I'm a health nut, as you can plainly see. I understand. Listen, I made it through college on hot dogs, so, I mean, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for hot dogs I know, I know. Do do, do the girls eat uh, hot dogs, too? Oh, no. They are always trying to talk me into eating healthy. You can't have a hot dog for lunch. You've got to have a green salad, and you've got to have this, and you've got to have that. And finally, Wendy's husband said, the woman is 92 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this dude. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) It's our very first dummy of the day. Let's go. This one is the ultimate dummy of all dummies. This guy was riding his bike wearing a backpack. Not a big deal. No. But he ended up falling off and landing on his backpack, which Mm. was not so good because, Mm. guess what? What? There was a sword in the backpack. What? He was... What he the? was carrying a sword in his backpack. Who does that? Now, okay, hold on here. For benefit of this dumb guy, what kind of sword is it? Like, we talking samurai? We talking Peter Pan dagger sword? We talking what? When I think sword, I think samurai sword. I do too. Or maybe like, what's the like the old Arabian style sword that's got like the big swooping metal piece? You know what I mean? Like that's a sword. Like a samurai. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Or like a what a like a like Custer would have used, you know, like a military style sword, just straight sword. Any sword would be dumb to uh, put those in are the backpack. Swords that go through, yeah. And how'd you get it to fit? 
So he ended up stabbing himself in the back with a sword, and he's in critical condition. Oh, no. In the hospital. Poor guy, but hey. Where do you think this guy was going with the sword in his backpack? Like a Renaissance festival? Yeah, possibly. Renaissance festival. Or maybe he was going with his buddies to meet up in the park to, you know. Go fencing? Have a a sword fight. You guys want to meet up and have a sword fight? And then play Dungeons and Dragons? That's a thing. Guys do that. Not anybody I know, but I, I do know that's a thing. There used to be a group of them that do it out by just by Storybook Island. You know how you cross the bridge right by the National Park little office there? They would be out meeting there just... It was actually kind of cool to watch. Well, we talked a little bit about New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. So now it's the new year. Yeah. How's your New Year's resolution going so far? Well, so far, um, you never start crap on the weekend. You just don't. So it's comes, already making excuses. No, you start stuff on Mondays. That's what you do because Mondays suck anyway. So it's like let's go. And so so far, I'm all of, of a couple hours in, doing good. Good yeah. job, Brandon. Doing real good. I'm uh, doing good too on the diet. I've only eaten once so far. Yeah, I had my shake this morning. I'm back on track. Um, <laughs> feeling good. I feel like you should have said that in the Matt Foley voice. I'm feeling really good. I'm had my shake, and I'm going to get myself back on track. <laughs> See, that's so it just fits. Yes, yeah, it does. But, what well, are my, your New Year's resolutions? Well, to get a hundred percent serious, it's usually we're funny, but to be serious, man, oh, when I went on that diet, I, I lost like fifteen pounds and felt really, really, really good. Felt like I lost more than fifteen, and then I got off of it because we were going to kind of start this thing this year, and and I I felt probably the worst as last couple months or month or so. Then I'm like, screw this, like sore joints, sore yes. back, sore, just sore, and I'm like. I just didn't feel healthy. I felt even worse than I did before. So I'm like, never again. I, I've got to change that. So I'm just going to be healthier and I've got to get in better shape. Yes. Getting healthy is definitely one of my priorities when it comes to resolutions. Mm-hmm. Also, I bought a gratitude journal oh. and you do 100 days of gratitude. Oh. And it doesn't have to be 100 days in a row. Oh. I made that rule. Okay. Because that I way that I can stay with it, you know. So when you're thankful about something, you write it in the journal. Yeah. And you know, I'm gonna do it. It's supposed That's to good. to help you you feel better about yourself. More gratitude. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good one. And like no it. fast food. Oh uh, yeah, I'd like to make that. I just know it's gonna happen. But I, it's amazing though. On that diet, I just didn't eat fast food, and I was okay with it. But these last couple of months or whatever, I've been off of it. Is a lot of Taco Bell, and I like Taco Bell. Yeah. So that's Taco gonna be Bell's hard. not going to help you lose weight and get healthy, though. It sure isn't. But what's going to help me is going to the gym. I need to go work out. I need to be more active. Yeah. So I'm sure you have New Year's resolutions, and Brandon and I have put our brains together, mm-hmm. and we've come up with a Roadhouse 5 on how to stick with your resolution. The Roadhouse 5. Okay, number five. Write your goals down someplace you'll always see them. For instance, your pack of camel lights. Duh, that makes sense. Number four, surround yourself with people who believe you can achieve your goal. In other words, get ready to spend a lot of time alone. (laughs) Number three, don't just empty your home of alcohol. Empty your home of everything that makes you want to drink alcohol, like your kids. Wife, whatever. Number two, only fill your bowl with leafy greens. And after you smoke it, enjoy a salad, man. (laughs) (laughs) And number one, five ways to keep your New Year's resolution. Before every meal, ask yourself, what would John Daly eat? And then do the opposite. The Roadhouse. Five.
What's worse, Brandon, having a flip phone or mm-hmm. a BlackBerry? <laughs> I'm not sure what the difference is. I mean, other than the obvious, but... <laughs> oh, I can't believe... Blackberries are still a thing? Yeah, well, they haven't made them in a long time or sold them wow. in a long time, but people are still using them. Wow, early 2000s called. They want their phone back. <laughs> no, but literally. <laughs> I used to have one, did you? I did have one for a short minute and then was like, this is dumb. Yeah. Like, th- that was a weird part in technology, right? Where, like, your phone went from just being a phone to now doing way more than just phoning and texting. Yeah. Now you can check emails and look on the web for stuff. Not very well, because, if you're, like, the original BlackBerry was, it did it. It didn't do it well, you know? Yeah, you would go on the internet, but you couldn't tell what you were looking at. Yeah, you're like, eh? You have to hold it right up to your face. And didn't it have, like, a plastic stylus with it? Some Or maybe did. one of the versions that's a, did. That's a... Uh, maybe I only had one version of the BlackBerry, and that was like the real boxy one. It was about you know two inches by like three inches, and then it had the little ball thing in the middle. Yes, that you could use as a mouse, and you could use it if you got good. You were good with your thumb. You could go all around doing it. Yeah. that was the only one I had. And then they had like the the keyboard on it that would like click. Oh yeah, remember remember back when we used to have to push buttons? Yeah, what in the world? Who does that? Now the buttons are on the screen. Who does that? Well, starting tomorrow, these BlackBerry phones will no longer work. So <gasps> if you have one, it's time to go to the store Sorry. and get a new phone. <laughs> Sorry, Papa. You're going to have to change in that BlackBerry. Yeah, and this was announced in 2020. In September of 2020, they announced that this would be happening. So oh. you've had plenty of time. <laughs> Just snuck up on us, yeah. I guess. Hopefully you asked Santa for a new cell phone. Right, go get one of them new phones with the Apple on it. <laughs> It seems like some people want coronavirus. Yeah. Like they, they're they just trying really hard to get it. Like they're pushing for it? Yes. There's this woman from Michigan. She ended up t- testing positive while traveling. Okay. Because she just kept testing herself over and over until she got that positive. That's how I see this. <laughs> like, did you not want to go on vacation? <laughs> <laughs> she was flying to Iceland. Um. She was flying to Iceland for the holidays. With her dad and brother, she got tested seven different times before she left. (laughs) Well. All were negative. But then mid-flight, over the Atlantic, her her throat started to get sore. She had a rapid test in her carry-on just in case, Mm -hmm. of course. So just to be sure, she tested herself again on the plane, Mm -hmm. and that one came back positive. Well, and then, um, go ahead. The plane was super full. Like I said, they're over the ocean. Yeah. So she locks herself into the in the bathroom for five hours until the plane lands. Jeez. And then she has to quarantine herself when she gets there. Jeez. So she spent Christmas basically all alone, quarantined in a hotel room, which, see, that's my dream come maybe, true. Maybe that's what she was trying to get. Yeah, maybe that's what she was hoping for. <laughs> yeah. But the flight attendant that was on the plane ended up delivering presents and a Christmas tree to her Aww. door at the hotel room, which was kind of cool. That's super but nice. But talk about high achiever. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of false negatives and a false positives when it comes to those tests. I mean, that's common. I mean, I'm not a... I don't know. I'm not a doctor or whatever in the heck those people are, but it's like out of that many tests, you're bound to find one that might be wrong. And hopefully she's okay and healthy and, you know, all is good with this person. But it's like, are you trying not to go home for Christmas? You know, like, are you trying not to just say, I don't want to go? You know, <laughs> I've, I've had those tests done before. 
Can you imagine having seven done before you get on the plane Ugh. and then doing it again on the plane? Somebody said to me that I haven't had to be tested in a long time. So somebody said they don't quite go all the way up the nose anymore, that they're just oh, swabbing. Okay. But I don't know. And like, yeah, at home kits. I mean, how many people are going to be like, ah, get me, you know, into your cerebellum or wherever <laughs> that gets at. It's in the back of the brain. Well, that's where it feels like they're grabbing it from. So a while back, uh, Amy and myself did a bit where in Iceland they were naming their snow plows. And they came up with some funny names, and we rattled off some funny names. And then what's really funny about that is now the South Dakota DOT went out and did the same thing. I'm just saying... Thank you guys for being fans. That's all I'm saying. Thank you, South Dakota DOT, for being fans of the Roadhouse and using these ideas. We don't want nothing in return. Maybe a simple ride in the plow truck. That's it. I just want to drive one in a parking lot one time. I want to drop some blades, and I want to fling some snow around. Plowing snow is one of my favorite things to do. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't let Amy drive it, though. I got a video of her driving a cop car and hitting cones. So don't. <laughs> I wish. Oh, man. Anyway, but uh, these are the list of the names, and I think they're pretty good, actually. They come up with some awesome names. So they obviously did a, a drawing where they threw it out there. People could submit names and everything, and they picked the winner. So the 2021-22 snowplow names with it within the South Dakota DOT area, and this is just South Dakota, right? So Aberdeen. <laughs> This is the name of their new their new plow truck is Blizzard of Oz. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? This is pretty funny. Belfouche, all of you listening up in the Belfouche area, Mr. Snow Jangles is the new <laughs> snow plow up there. <laughs> Sent in by Tony Burmba. That's a awesome. Custer, Snow Squatch. That's <laughs> sounds like something you'd hear off of Trailer Park Boys. Huron, they got one, but it's called the Tumablada. I am the Tumablader, and I will be plowing your snow now. <laughs> I don't know why I'm finding this so fun, but honestly, it's just a plow truck, right? But once you name it, do you really want to crowd the plow? You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, uh, Mulbridge area, Drift Dominator. Some of my favorites, you're saying, okay, Brandon, what about Rapid City area? What about Rapid City area? Well, I'll tell you, are you ready for this one? No, I'm going to hold on to that. Just a second. Sioux Falls area. <laughs> Quick Thaw McGraw. Rapid City. Okay, I'll tell you. That was a dumb tease. Rapid City area. West River Shiver. <laughs> and you'll see it. These names are going to be plastered all over. Watch out for the West River Shiver. Here it comes, son. Uh, my favorite, though, um, Watertown. Control, Salt, Delete. <laughs> <laughs> oh man some of the kids favorite though in winter they got plow patrol you know kind of like paw patrol but you know you know uh yankton all they're saying is thank me blader <laughs> those are the 21 22 plow names this year they'll probably be doing it again and i think they do so while having a little bit of fun on the side and uh we gotta thank those how about a big let's you're driving don't take your hands off the wheel but if you're sitting in an office Clap your hands, say thank you, South Dakota DOT, because honestly, there be some times when we're out driving and they got the roads plowed. Heck, there's even times they're plowing dry roads, you know? So thank you so much, DOT.
I wish I could have a cool life like this guy. Okay. <laughs> Rappers. Oh, there's yeah. there's a gentleman that walks around Rapid City rapping. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is him. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the rappers that were in the mall before Christmas. Different no, kind of rapping? Like, no, not rapping presents. Like, rap- oh. <laughs> it's Amy and Brennan in the morning time. Home like house, that type of rapping. House, <laughs> this guy walked into a car dealership. He wanted to buy a Lincoln Navigator, but he didn't have any oh. money. So instead, he offered them something better. He asked them if he could just rap good and they would just give it to him. Oh my gosh, I can just picture it, literally. So, and uh, how are you guys going to pay for this? Oh, yeah, it's like this. <laughs> let me break it down for you. I need the navigator. <laughs> so, both of you go to hater, let me get that sucker for this rhyme right here. They obviously said no. Oh. But he said he's planning to make some moves for them. So, the next day, he went and stole a delivery truck from a grocery store mm-hmm. and then drove to the dealership. And there was a Frito Lay truck parked outside. Mm. making a delivery that's the truck he stole so that's what he arrived at the dealership with well straight up that's a good trade Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah he started rapping away wrapped his way right into jail free to lay yourself right to jail (laughs) well you know that's not the first time i've heard of people trading songs for for things there was an old story where garth brooks's song that legendary song of friends in little places right the guy that originally wrote it or had half of the the ownership of the song had a bar tab somewhere and so in order he couldn't pay it so he said here i'll give you the royalties to the song oh, and yeah. the bar owner was like i guess whatever sure well look at how well that paid off for him so in a way maybe these guys want to take his rap song they put it out and market it they're getting 10 times worth what the navigator's worth you know if you think about it but she's got to let it ride <laughs> need that suv <laughs> radio shack do we still have radio shacks around here uh, I want to say yeah, but to be honest, I don't know where. Yeah. So I don't know. This could be why they've gone bankrupt a couple times. Maybe. I know they did in 2015, again in 2017. So what happened to Radio Shack? Yeah. I'm. I don't. I guess I need to start looking around to see if there's a Radio Shack. But I guess they are going to be rebranding as a cryptocurrency exchange. Oh, that'll help them. I have no idea what that is. I don't think this is a smart move because nobody knows what that is. Well, there's a lot of people out there that do. I personally don't, but I know quite a few friends that are trading into Bitcoin and have invested into it. Really? And, and I don't know what that means. It I hurts, don't know anything about it. It hurts my brain to even try to yeah. figure it out. Yep. Do you it's know weird. like what it kind of is? Uh, let's see here. I had to look it up because I don't know. It says Bitcoin is a digital or virtual currency created back in 2009 and uses peer-to-peer technology to facilitate instant payments. So how do you how do you start getting your cryptocurrency? Like do you sell I, a post? What do you do? I don't know. I don't know how to get Bitcoin. That's where I don't know if you take actual money like cash united states dollars and pay and get yourself some bitcoin and then start earning bitcoin from there do you do work and somebody pays you in bitcoin do you trade them apples for some bitcoin is is there like counterfeit bitcoin yeah i want to know how to do that yeah i don't that i don't get but i I mean it's kind of like i can remember in one of the classes in school they were talking about the u.s dollar is essentially just a glorified iou this is like a digital iou Hey, yeah, I'll give that to you if you give me 14 of your Bitcoin IOUs. Oh, yeah, okay, sounds good. Here's 14 
bitcoins or here's 140,000 bitcoins. What do you buy with Bitcoin? They were saying that a lot of people are starting to accept it. Like you could buy a PlayStation, you could buy actual things. I was thinking you'd buy like outfits for your avatar. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Use your Bitcoin money to dress up your avatar and your fake, you know, digital currency clothing as well. I want some Bitcoin. Yeah. I'm not sure how to get it, to be honest. I really don't. You're going to have to sell your beard. For five Bitcoins, I'll give you one gray hair. Are you a shoveler? Some people really like going out and shoveling snow. I can't say that it's a like something I'm excited about. I like snow, but at the same token, I don't like icy driveway, so I go out and shovel. It's kind of a thing. Otherwise, I don't necessarily like shoveling. Now, if I had like a cool skid steer or a tractor or a snow plow, I had a plow on my four-wheeler. I really liked plowing snow then. That was fun. And I don't care what anybody says, that was a good time. Um, But some people don't dig it. Then there's the other thing. Are you too old? I mean, all seriousness, a guy can throw himself straight up into a myocardial infarction, a heart attack, (laughs) by shoveling snow. And there was a study, so I'm going to read this for you. Not everyone should be shoveling snow. A study way back in 2010 estimated that 200,000 people were treated in emergency rooms just for snow shoveling. That's it. Incidents between 1990 and 2006, and an average of 11,500 people per year, and that's about 55%, were soft tissue injuries, while about 34% were like lower back injuries. But experts say, and this is the kicker, where shoveling snow can also be a huge trigger for heart attacks. Dr. Barry Franklin says he cautions anyone over the age of, get this age right here, this is the age limit, anyone over the age of 45 from partaking in the winter chore due to the perfect storm. The factors that seem to cause that heart attack, the doctor said, is the cold temperatures plus the intense exercise of shoveling is no joke. For the middle-aged adults who don't get enough uh, or a lot of exercise, it can be very, very strenuous. And, I mean, I kind of see it, right? You're, you're, you're bent down sometimes. Even if you've got a decent shovel, you're still kind of bending down and getting into it. You're in kind of a weird form, one for your back and for your muscles, but even just thinking of blood flow. And you don't realize how much you're working. I've done that. I've been humping away trying to – you almost got the driveway done, so you just keep going. You don't even realize it. Next thing you know, you're like <laughs> – it says that – the doctor says that uh, he strongly encouraged people start finding other ways to remove snow once they turn 55. And at 45, that's your warning sign. <laughs> so now not only do you have to go get a colonoscopy, but you should also quit shoveling. You know, man, I just, how about hit the gym, go work out and be healthier where shoveling snow doesn't kill you. That's, that's been my new year's resolution is like, I just want to be able to go shovel my driveway and it not be the last thing I did in life. How bad is that? And not, it's not, but I like to be active. I want to be active. I don't want to be, how did Brandon Jones day? shoveling his driveway i don't i don't want it to be like that i want it to be something cool brandon jones died in a he was racing a car i don't know but something cooler than shoveling driveway but hey if that's how it's got to be that's how it's got to be and from now on when it snows i'm gonna look at my kids i'm gonna look at my wife i'm like look here in here in a few years i mean i'm not 45 but in a while 
uh, you're going to have to start doing this stuff. I'm getting too old for this crap. So uh, it's your turn. So the new norm <laughs> is uh, looking at yourself on the old Zoom. You know, you get in a meeting, digital meeting, and you got yourself on a little screen. And you're looking at other people. And when you're talking, you're just looking at a screen, right? You could be looking at notes. But I have found that I've kind of got to look at myself. And, and I don't know if it's a selfish thing, like a, gosh, dang it, I'm so good looking and I want to look at myself. I don't really think it's that because I don't think I'm good looking, but I think I'm sexy. But I, uh, looking at me, it's more of like a self-check. Like, how am I doing? I got a booger hanging out my nose? Where's my beard look like? Is my hair messed up? Like, I'm always trying to look the best I possibly can for the most part. And so in the Zoom thing, I feel like, oh my gosh, I got I can and want to constantly monitor myself. I guess there's this thing out there called Zoom fatigue where people get tired of looking at themselves on the screen. It is kind of weird how, like, for some reason there is a difference between being in a meeting room with a bunch of people and they can all look at you. They can even smell you. If your breath stinks, they can they could tell that. But if you're on Zoom, you're, if your breath, you haven't brushed your teeth that day, nobody knows. Or if you're wearing ugly, stinky pajama bottoms, nobody knows. But why is it more nerve-wracking being on a screen, like a Zoom screen? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Because the camera adds a bunch of weight, or you look weird. What if the lighting's wrong? You know, not everybody has the same lighting situation you do in your office. So now it's enhancing my wrinkles or my chubbiness or something, right? <laughs> but, but, but somebody's got the freaking TikTok-like, and they look, like, amazing. And you're like, Ugh. Freaking Robert. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't know anybody, but <laughs> it's super. Well, they say that uh, people can get the Zoom fatigue, and it's just from staring at their own faces during virtual meetings. Um, but the study also found that some people don't even mind looking at themselves, like a constant mirror, and that would be me. The Washington State University researchers found that participants, uh, their attitudes toward the self-view feature depended on an individual trait, public self consciousness oh that's what i've got Ooh, those low in this trait uh tended to have more positive attitudes toward their virtual meetings the more often their own face was visible okay okay well yeah and that's the other thing is like i wonder uh, in these meetings we've all got those friends it could be the most beautiful woman or man that you've ever seen but they've got the rbf you know what i mean resting whatever face you know and in a meeting when it's virtual and they could see themselves, I wonder if they look at themselves and go, oh, my gosh, I look like I'm mad or I look like I'm PO'd, you know. So then they just they put a smile on and they try to be because they're self-aware. They can actually see themselves. All of a sudden, it's curing RBF left and right. You know, Veronica used to have the most beautiful coworker you've ever had, but yet she's always got RBF, so you don't talk to her. All of a sudden, she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm always, when I concentrate, I look like a word, you know, and uh, <laughs> maybe it helps out with that. The data ultimately shows that there is no simple correlation between how often people saw their own face during virtual meetings and their overall attitude toward them. Um, I think it's because if they can see themselves, they feel better. I, I truly think if you can see yourself, maybe you don't feel better. Rather, let me rephrase that. But you uh, try to look better, right? We always try to put on a face 
uh-huh. no pun intended, for a meeting or for whatever's going on. Whether you've just had the worst day or you're tired or you're hungover, <laughs> no pun intended there. But you can, like, you know, put on a face. I think that's a thing. How many people out there like looking at themselves? That's all I'm saying. Even for better or for worse. Not because you like yourself, but you want to look at yourself to make sure. Am I okay? I got a booger hanging out? I got something in my teeth? We've all done it. You go out to a party, you drink too much, whether it's a friend daring you or it doesn't matter what the case is. All right. But you drink too much. It happens. The next day you wake up, you're hungover, could be a pounding headache. Maybe you get it in the guts. It doesn't matter. But you're hungover and it ain't cool. Well, what is your and I need to know this for my own benefit as well as others. It's time to share your secrets. Let me know. Hit me up on the text line. Open mic me. Uh, let me know. What is your go-to cure? Is it like waking up ibuprofen and you're slamming a Gatorade? Is it just Pedialyte? What, like, what, what's, this, what's this cure? Is it going out and getting a, the greasiest breakfast you can find? Is it eating before you go to bed if you can remember to do that? Some of us can't remember to do that. I know some people who would rather just at the end of the night... They go home and they force themselves to puke because they know if it sits in their body all night long, they're going to be hung over tomorrow. But a good puke before you go to bed while you can barely tell that you're puking because you're so drunk, don't even notice it the next day. Not me. I either man up and take it or I, uh, or I eat the greasy food. Mainly, I, don't, I think it helps out and I like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, I love this stuff. So let me know. But I will share this with you. Are you ready? Scientists say there's no proof that a hangover cure actually exists or works. British researchers recently found that hangover cures just don't work after reviewing trial data. The lead study author Dr. Emmett Roberts explains our study has found that the evidence on these hangover remedies is of very low quality. Okay. Some of the studies did show statistically significant improvements in hangover symptoms, but the researchers say the evidence was low, usually becomes a limitation in study methods. So what you're saying is some people just don't get hungover and they blame it on the cure, uh, like the grease of food, the Pedialyte or whatever their case is. And other people just get hungover no matter what they do. Uh, yeah, I could believe that. But I, I still, you know, nothing beats a good, you know, Waffle House or a Perkins or a, a Denny's or whatever diner. And, you know, truck stop diner, that's a cure-all, you know, especially when you're, you know, inebriated a lot. Uh, that'll save your life. And and that's the only way to live. Or some sweets. Now, I can remember when I first turned 21, like it was like, go eat some bread. And I remember being like up against the counter, it's holding me up, and I'm literally just folding bread and eating it and drinking water and thinking that that was going to save my life. And it didn't. You know, it just didn't. And there's something different about drinking in your early 20s compared to drinking in your early 30s, and uh, and it's a huge difference. And it sucks. Because <laughs> at 21, you could stay out partying all night and get to bed at 2 or 3 in the morning, wake up at 6 and go to work. Are you still a little tipsy? Maybe. You know, is it legal for you to be driving? No, it is not. It is not. You really need to watch out. 
but it's a real thing. So let me know what your hangover go-to cure is. Hit me up on the text line. Hit me up on the open mic feature. And let, let's bring this to light. Let's save our fellow drinkers and let's share our experiences. Now, I've got a confession to make that when I was a little kid, young, middle school, elementary, I cannot remember like what um, taught me this or brought me into this a way of thinking, but I started faking sick to go to school. And it wasn't cool, to be honest with you. I suffered today because of it. I'm 100% honest with you. But there was a lot of times I would fake sick to my mom um, or I'd be at school and be like, ugh, man, I don't want to do this. I don't want to run or whatever or whatever was going on. I don't even remember. But I would just go fake sick because I just wanted to go home, watch movies and lounge. You know what I mean? That's what it come down to. Absolutely BS. It was. And I got to think now with this whole COVID situation, there's a lot of people taking advantage of it, right? I mean, financially, uh, you, you know, if and honestly, it's safer, too. If you get the sniffles and you don't feel good, it's safer to just say, hey, man, I don't really feel good today. I've got symptoms of COVID and I'm, I'm going to stay home, even if it's for the day, right? At the end of the day, you feel better or you take a COVID test and it's negative. You're good to go, right? You just got a common cold and you can take on the day. But there's a gentleman... And this, I never would have thought would have been a thing. Like when I was younger, faking sick, I never would have gotten in trouble. Oh, you're faking it. You got me. You know, whoopity doo. But this guy's faking COVID sick. Anyway, so a Hartford man was charged with illegally fabricating a positive COVID-19 test result to avoid appearing before a superior court judge on November. Junior Jump is his name. He's 31. And uh, he was arrested Tuesday and charged with one count of forgery in the second degree, which is only going to add on to his already problems that he was going to court for. But, uh, yeah, so apparently if you're out there and you're faking the COVIDs and you even altered a test, just know this, that apparently you're going to be going to jail for a while for that. And I suppose it depends on who you're faking. This guy went as far as sending in a fake covid test now if you're just at home saying i got covid possibly that's one thing but he actually took a test and you know made it look like it was real and sent it in how they caught him i don't know is it as bad as like antonio brown's fake covid vaccine card i don't know those are the things i'm just not know but he's being held on twenty five thousand dollar bond and he has 11 pending cases of superior court in New Britain that he that he's got to go to court for. He's been really dodging. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go to court either, but geez. The Roadhouse with Amy and Brandon presents Dream Job Alert. A public service to inform our listeners about employment opportunities that pay a ridiculous amount of money to do stupidly easy things. And now, today's Dream Job. Is your New Year's resolution to find a different job? Or are you fresh out of college and ready to find that dream career? Well, here's a weird one. Planters. They're looking to hire three new people to drive around the Nutmobile. Wow. You want to drive people nuts? (laughs) Oh! It's like the Wienermobile, but it's shaped like a peanut. It's his favorite friend right below him. (laughs) The job starts in July, and you have to commit to a 
whole year of driving all over the country. <laughs> Nuts. You're also not just a driver. The job involves planning events at different stops around the country mm. and performing in character and in costume. So it sounds like you might get to be Mr. Peanuts. <laughs> it's not clear how much the gig pays, but it's a 40-hour week job. And they say their ideal candidate is a recent college grad with a degree in sales or marketing, strong communication skills, and an appetite for adventure. Oh, and a valid driver's license. Can you imagine graduating from college and going and talking to your parents, sitting down? What are you going to do with this wonderful degree, son? Well, I'm going to go drive the nut around the country. (laughs) This might drive you nuts, mom and dad, but... (laughs) Do you think they'd be, like, excited for you? You know, I have two lines of thought on this whole situation. One, I think it's crazy to think somebody right out of college is going to be like, I just went to school and can't wait to pay off my student loans and all the things, and I'm going to go drive the Netmobile around, you know? But my other line of thought is, nobody's going to see you. You're dressed up as Mr. Peanut. Who really cares? Nobody knows who you are. And you kind of want to travel the world anyways, right? Right. So why not get paid? They got to pay you decent. Why not get paid to go travel around in this nutmobile? There might be bunks and everything. It might be a little party house inside the nutmobile. Maybe you could be Mr. Peanut. I could We could be. take the roadhouse on the road. I think I'm more shaped like a nut than some <laughs> of the guys out of college, you know, but hey. Well, to apply, submit a 30-second video explaining why you're a good fit at beapeanutter.com. <laughs> For reals, be a peanutter? That's right. There's a lot of people out there that have New Year's resolutions and that want to lose weight. Yep. So we're here to offer the best weight loss diets out there. And we did our research and we came across a lot of diets that we've never, ever heard of. Hmm. (laughs) This one, where did it go? The flexitarian diet. What? What the heck is that? That's exactly what we said. Flexitarian. Sounds like like a workout machine or a bike or... Yeah, or you just walk around and flex your muscles. <laughs> That's where you eat lots of fruits, veggies, whole grains, and plant-based protein, but they're flexible about it because mm. you can still eat meat. You can still eat meat if you're craving it. Well, then I would be eating meat. It actually tied for the best weight loss diet. Hmm. It tied with the Mediterranean diet. Huh. Mediterranean, huh? Yeah. Was that? It's also the healthiest diet. Okay. That's where you eat a lot of produce and seafood, but limit dairy and meat. I've tried this diet, Okay. and I'm just a cheese lover. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know cheese is my problem, and I love to sprinkle extra cheese. I'm a dairy guy. Things. Me All too. Right. I have yet to leave the udder, okay? Like, and, <laughs> I'm still into the dairy mode. And then I'll be like, this also needs some sour cream and cream cheese. Mm, that's a little excessive for me, but I'm, I feel you. But yeah. <laughs> and then some cottage cheese oh, on yeah. the side. I love cottage cheese. When I was seeing my nutritionist at mm-hmm. Monument, she was like, man, like, why don't you just go on the dairy diet, Amy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that's currently what I'm on. I'm having a, a piece of meat on the side of my dairy. Yeah, I have a lot of cheese with a slice of meat. But there was the mind diet. Um, what? That focuses on brain health. I didn't read into it too much. There's also the Mayo Clinic diet. Uh-oh. Is that when you get like really sick? I don't and know. And you go yeah. to the Mayo Clinic? You go there and they take care of you? I have no idea. The TLC diet? Huh. The Volumetrics diet? What? I've never heard of any of these. I haven't either. Maybe we should try them. 
But listen to this one, Brandon. Okay. It's called the Dash Diet. Oh. This could be right up our alley. Is this where you like run from the diet? I'm into that. Yeah, <laughs> someone says diet and you run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the Dash Diet tied for second overall. We might need to look into the Dash Diet. Ooh, I might be all in on the Dash. Or is it like you're using some of that Mrs. Dash seasoning yeah, on everything? No, this diet is like vegetables, fruits, and whole grains. Get you that dash sounds, into the bathroom? That sounds very, very plain. And like, that sounds like a diet that you go on when, you know, you're trying to eat bland. Yeah, I'm out. It also includes fat-free or low-fat dairy products. I don't like those fat-free items. No, they don't taste the same. They try, but good effort, but no thank you. And then fish, poultry, beans, and nuts. Ugh. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of time in the bathroom. I don't mind having those things along with my dairy. I think maybe we should try these diets. Like, we'll go on the flexitarian diet, Mm. and then the next week we'll do the Mediterranean diet, and then maybe we can go on, like, the the DASH diet, and then we'll go on the Mayo Clinic diet the week after. We can just do one diet every week. Maybe we can stick to it that way. Yeah, let's see what happens. Let's try that. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) You're already out, aren't you? Yep. Well, what ideas do you have? Salmonella. E. coli diet. It's easy. You just get a little bit of that off your lettuce or whatever. You go eat and do whatever you want. So, am I crapping my pants? Well, you know what I mean? Just do it for a little while. And then you get down to your target weight. Then you go into the doctor. They cure you of such things. And boom, you're good to go. Yeah, we have talked about trying it. Yeah. And, you know, we get those notifications where they have the food recall. Yeah. I like, don't it. eat the lettuce. We can be like, everybody bring us the lettuce. Yeah, I try We that. need it. I mean, is it recommended? No. Does a doctor want you to do it? No. Why? Because it's successful. It's probably, you might die. I don't know. You know what I mean? But hey, without any risk, there's no reward. Maybe we could just change the name to diaper diet. You could just follow it up with the Mayo Clinic diet. Yeah. Why not try the mealworm diet? You know, you swallow a mealworm. Does it give you a little bellyache? I'm not sure. I've never done it. But everything you eat, it eats. It gets bigger. And you're losing weight as you're going. Then somebody goes in there and pulls it out. You eat biscuits and gravy, it eats the biscuits and gravy. You know what I'm saying? I'm in. Yeah. What's a mealworm, though? I don't know. I don't like wearing a mask. No, I don't either. But there's some places where you have to wear a mask. You do a lot of traveling, right? Yep. Like, you go to states where they, like, require it. Well, and it's weird, like, different businesses, different counties. Like, you go down to Denver, in certain areas, they'll act like a mask is no problem. Like, around here, you're fine, right? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you show up to a store, and they're like, excuse me, you are not coming in here without a mask. Wow. And then you're like, well, can I have one? Do you have one I could use? And they're like, no. Almost (laughs) rude about it. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, but two businesses down, nobody had a mask on. I'm really sorry. I'm fine with wearing one if I have to, but I don't want to, but I will, you know. Well, we just watched a video of this woman in Argentina <laughs> Yeah. walk into this bank. She didn't have a mask, and she says, don't ask for my face mask. I'm about to put it on. Uh-huh. And then she takes her dress off <laughs> and puts it over her face. Yes. And there's like a family standing right there. And this, you see this woman like cover her child's eyes and tell her oh, to, yeah. to face forward. And, and there's a man there that's wearing a mask and it's not covering his nose. Yeah. <laughs> and then he ends up pulling it over like, oh, I better be good in here because they just sent this chick out of here. Right. And honestly, she's a good looking chick. And, and at first, when she was facing the camera, I was like, oh, it's just like a swimming suit. Like, it's what her bra and panties kind of look like just 
you know, a swimming suit. And then she turned around, and I'm like, no, that's a thong. Yeah, that's yeah. a thong. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Why didn't she use that? What else was, like, in her car that she could have used? Oh. I'm not saying that she was in a car, but, yeah. I mean, let's just, just help her out here. What yeah, else could she have done? Does she have kids? Does she have diapers in her car? She doesn't look like she's had kids yet. Maybe, like... A maxi pad? (laughs) Could you, like, tear apart a tampon? Why isn't that more normal? Hold on. You might have just stumbled upon a new invention. Like a maxi pad-style mask that just sticks to your nose. It doesn't go around your ears. You just stick it to the top of your nose, and it stays there. (laughs) Kind of like a panty liner would stick to your, you know, you just it just sticks to your nose. They do absorb all the moisture. (laughs) Yeah. All your breath, your moisture, and your spit talking. (laughs) It would all land right into your little mouth pad. I actually think it might suffocate you. So, you know, well, what, it's different material, but I'm saying the sticky part. You what, know, like it would stick. You know, but what yeah. else is in your car that you could use as a mask? Like, let's MacGyver a mask right now. If I'm looking through my car, one, I might have some old disposable masks. Who worn them? I don't know. It might actually do more harm Gross. to me than good. Yeah, because I don't know where they came from. Um, what else is in there? Jumper cables? No, <laughs> that's no. not going to work. Uh, an old, like, shop rag, oil rag. It's oh, all oily gross. and disgusting. Probably not good for your health. Maybe if you got kids, you might have, like, uh, baby wipes. You can tie See, a couple baby wipes together. kind of makes sense. Maybe a couple rubber bands you could tie on the ends yeah. of the, the wipes and put that behind your ears. Wow! If you dig Look around, If you dig around enough, maybe, like, you could find a shirt that you wore that last summer that you're wondering where it was, and it's in yes. the back side of your car. You pull it out, and it still stinks a little your bit. Your gym bag that you yeah. packed five months ago. Your gym bag that's you forgot to unpack after working out in it all week, so you got some gym shorts you could just or pull Or you never made head. it to the gym. Yeah, never made it. <laughs> or why doesn't the girl just take her underwear off and oh, use those? Oh, that's so gross, Brandon. Right? Why wouldn't... I mean, honestly, I think that's probably your best bet. Pull them off. You keep the dress on. It's not like you're in there bending over doing weird things at the bank, right? That dress didn't look that big anyway. But then, in like, you know, you just use your underwear. I have seen some things online where women have tried that. Yeah. Well, remember KB sent us, a, we shared her video. She did it a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, she did. It'd be like, put your mask on. You're like, smells I like- want her to redo it. I want her to redo that and actually go into a business. And I want somebody to video it yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. That'd be funny. No I mean, we could be there. We could yeah, video it. We could do it. Why don't you do it? No. Put a mask on, go walking in there. I just, depending on whose underwear they are, you know, what are they going to smell like? Oh, it smells like the ocean in here. It's a feel-good moment. A gentleman in New York, his name is Lenny Lando. He just celebrated his 101st birthday and feels great. He says the secret is to maintain friendships with people who are younger than you are which is kind of unavoidable for him at this point. But also to quote, do a good anonymous deed every day of your life. I feel great being 101. Life can be beautiful. Take one day at a time. Work is fun and it keeps you alive. I have a young wife. I have young friends. And I have a motto which says that you should do a good anonymous deed every day of your life. And we thought those good deeds were just making ourselves feel better. They're actually making us younger. And that's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.